The reading, the first reading today is from Psalm 67, four, verses four, three and four. Let the peoples praise you, O God, and let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. The second reading is Luke 19, one through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowds he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it four, fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he, is also, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and, sa and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Susan. Uh, it's, it's now my privilege to introduce to you today our uh, guest preacher for this morning, um, Pastor and Missionary Dan Iverson. Dan has served 35 years in Japan as the PCA Mission to the World missionary focused on evangelism, church planting, Presbytery planting and raising up missionary and Japanese leaders. Uh, for 28 years, Dan served as the church planter and lead pastor for Oryumino Presbyterian Church in a Tokyo suburb, and as our PCA's MTW's Japan country director for the last 15 years. Dan and his wife Carol have raised their nine children in Japan and have 34 grandchildren at their last count. Is that right? 34 grandchildren at their last count. So they are now based in Waynesboro as they continue serving with MTW while also caring for their parents. Uh, a graduate of Reformed Theological Seminary and ordained PCA teaching elder and the member of the Chesapeake Presbytery, we are honored to have Dan here with us this morning. Let's please give a welcome for Pastor Dan Iverson. I got hooked on something. Yeah, there you go. Right. We okay? Whoa, I'm off to a bad start there. <laughs> I guess it's okay. So good to be with you all. It's been a long time since I've been in this room. 37 years. Actually, this picture was how my family looked when we were in this room. Uh, and because it was from here, Columbia Presbyterian Church, you may not know, met here and worshiped here and from here sent us to Japan when we looked like this. And then we came back, went with five kids, came back with nine, and now we look like this. So uh, the next, yeah, that's how we look now. Actually, there are 
there's only 50 in this picture. There are 53 of us now, so we have one more on the way. Number 35 is on deck. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, been uh, yeah, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. But uh, the Chapel Gate pastor said one time, "But Dan, you and Carol don't have to do it all by yourselves." So, <laughs> so uh, God sent us from here. The reason we went was this next slide. There's a uh, just to introduce who's sharing the message with you today. Three pastors, Presbyterian Church in Japan, the fruit of post-World War II missionaries in Japan who started a seminary. Those three pastors in East Tokyo heard about the idea that the PCA doesn't just lead people to Christ, not just start a church, but start a presbytery. People, uh, Christians need a church, churches need other churches. And they said, that's a great idea. They sent a letter, a missionary brought it to Reform Seminary and four couples praying together we got that letter, and we didn't decide that day, but a few years later, we were in Japan. We, we were the church planners for this church. Uh, I started the church, Carol started a school, and uh, this was like 15 years into it, and, uh, and now they're Japanese pastors and elders, and it was tons of problems. We made so many mistakes, but Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You didn't quite say the name right, oh, you me know, is the name of the city. And you can remember that by asking the question as a Japanese pastor said, what a great city to start a church in. Oh, you, me, no. Who will build this church? Oh, you, me, no. <laughs> Got it? You remember it. Oh, you, me, no. And the Lord built that church today. Well, actually, last night because it's 13 hours ahead of us. We five worships. It was so slow. Five years, no fruit, so slow, and then the first believer, and then 13, and then 50, and God blessed over time. It was, and then uh, now there is a presbytery. God, uh, the Korean pastors came, and Japanese pastors came, Australian partners came, and praise the Lord, there's a presbytery. So that's what we've been doing. I saw it said 90 seconds, that was probably a minute and a half to give that introduction or I'm sorry, two and a half minutes, but now you know who we are. So let, let's pray again as we begin. Lord, we do pray that as we look at this great text, Luke 19, and see Jesus and his love for Zacchaeus, love for the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. We pray, Lord, we would be moved afresh with your seeking us, saving us, and Lord, you would move us to increasingly care to go out into the world, to Columbia, to the ends of the earth, to do the same thing. Help us, Jesus, during this time. In your name we pray, amen. <clears throat> do you know the story of Commander Fuchida? I think I have a slide with a picture of him. There's uh, the name of the book, great book. Commander Fuchita woke up on his aircraft carrier December 7th, 1941, praying to his eight million Japanese gods that the ships would be in the harbor at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, that he could kill many Americans. America had kept their Japan from having oil, had surrounded them, and they felt that was their only, from their perspective, he just wanted to kill Americans, and he did more than 2,000 Americans that day. Could someone like this, could Jesus ever save a man like this? Listen to the whole story. 
The next guy, Jake DeShazar, an airman out in California that December 7th, got, woke up, heard that news in California, threw his coffee cup against the wall, broke it, angry, oh, I want to kill Japanese people, volunteered for a secret mission. And he, uh, indeed, it turned out to be the Doolittle Raid. Anybody know what that is? You know, Air Force bombers instead of Navy aircraft, off aircraft, stripped down just enough gas to get to Japan, bomb Japan, land in China, be rescued by the Chinese underground was the plan. Uh, he did, killed many people. He hated Japanese people, but he was captured by the Japanese occupation forces instead of rescued by the underground in China. And Jake, uh, you think he hated Japanese people before, after his, you've read or read books, seen movies about the imprisonment, you know, the Nazis, the Nazis had fewer people die in their prisoner of war camps than the Japanese. And he, but he, he was in that prisoner of war camp. He uh, hated his captors, but they let him have a Bible. And as he read the Bible, he got to the story of the cross and Jesus praying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He, he, the Holy Spirit, no evangelist, no one else, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, Jake DeShazar believed the gospel. <laughs> was converted in his cell and as he grew he, he wanted to love his guards anybody thinks think he loved them perfectly of course not he's a sinner but he's growing he wanted to love his guards he's changing fruit of the spirit is love and he uh and he and he begins to pray another fruit of the spirit is what we're talking about today having been saved we care to reach the world as he's there in his prison cell in nanking china four months after Pearl Harbor to the end of the war, right? He says, if I ever get out of here, and so many did not, if I ever get out of here, I want to be a missionary to tell this good news to what country do you think? <laughs> Anybody want to guess? Japan! How counterintuitive is that? He goes to, he lives, so many didn't, lived, and <clears throat> preached the gospel in Tokyo, lived in West Tokyo, I know the area, and one day, knock on his door, guess who it was? Next slide, Commander Fuchida. <laughs> Commander Fuchida had also lived through the war. He had gotten a tract about Jake and his story from hate to love. More of the story, I'll tell at the end, how God used a young lady, a young American lady, for his Commander Fuchida's story to come. God uses all. He calls all of us to be a part of this, you know. And he became a Christian, became an evangelist together. They became good. Hey, if these two trying to kill each other can be best friends, I think uh, our marriages, our church unity struggles, I think we can get along pretty, you know, the gospel does this, doesn't it? So yeah, this is a great, isn't that a great story? True story of, the, of God calling someone, two, two men to themselves to himself, and then putting them on mission for Jesus. Jesus saves people like DeShazar and like, <clears throat> and like Commander of Cheetah, and then puts them on mission. Jesus, his name means to save, you remember from Matthew, when the angel tells, tells uh, to, to name, you shall name him Jesus, means save, for he will save his people from their sin. He saves us, he makes us new, is the beginning of the mission conference, but we want to think first in this message about Jesus saving us. If we're not moved by what he has done for us, it's not just imperative. The imperative comes later. First is the indicative. 
This is the, the, the biblical gospel way, the indicative and then the imperative. And, and we'll see how what Jesus is calling us to. So first, the first thing, lost people. I want to think about lost people from this, uh, from this, from this text. Here's Zacchaeus, a grown man, a grown man climbing a tree like a little kid, desperate, something's wrong. The world would think this guy should be very happy and fulfilled. Uh, but no, he's desperate. Verse 2 says he's rich and successful. The empty idolatries of wealth and success. My country, Japan, your country, our country, America, these two show it's true. The richest countries in the world. And yet, uh, look at the, yeah, my country, Japan, the, the suicide rate. The, the U.S., look at all the struggles we're seeing with, with folks. And the, the more we have, the, 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 the last 10 years, the sadness, the we just see money and possessions are not enough. Uh, Luke 12, 15, your life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. But it's the message we hear every day on the radio driving up here from, from Virginia yesterday, uh, hearing advertisements. This is the message. You need more stuff. We tend to look to the creation to provide what only the creator can. My country, Japan, is so rich. Which would you think? It's hard to talk about this, but people taking their own lives? Would you think when Japan was dirt poor, bombed out Japan after World War II, dirt poor? Was Japan historically high suicide rate for different reasons? Would you think the suicide rate was higher then? Or 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when Japan became this incredibly rich country? Which would you think, you know, counterintuitive. The rate of people taking their own lives is higher once Japan became so wealthy and rich. Wealth doesn't satisfy, right? Uh, and Zac Zacchaeus is also powerful. He's got a high position, verse 2 says. He's the chief tax collector. Well, evidently, that's not enough either. He's lost in his sin and self-centeredness. Promotion and position can be an idol, you know? You know, maybe yours isn't money, maybe yours isn't possession. One of my struggles is, is probably more than money. Uh, I was a Marine infantry officer. My story is mercenary to missionary, kind of, and recon Marine, if you know what that is. And I, I just really saw in myself from college on in sports that, that, that making a name for myself or being, you know, my, my position, achievement, success, I thought going becoming poor and going to Japan as a missionary, and that would uh, help that, you know, maybe that would solve that. No, the, the lusting for fruit when there was no fruit, to, to just begin to see, it was really good for my sanctification, to see how much those achievement idols were part of me. Tim Keller's book, uh, thanks for mentioning Tim Keller, one of my heroes, he, one of his books, uh, Counterfeit Gods, you might read that great book, kind of goes along this line, you know, wealth, sex, lots of them, but one of them achievement. For me, that was the one that grabbed my heart. Yeah. And, and then when God began to bless and then being proud and, and, and finally just can't, you know, was I doing it for God's glory? Well, yes. And, and for the Japanese people, well, yes. But guess who else I was doing it for all those years? Anybody want to guess? You know, you know yourself, right? You know your own heart. There was a lot was for me. And same with being a father, and raising our kids to, uh, wanted them to, it was for God, yeah, for them, yeah, but to make me look good too. Any parents know about that? How that can be, there are all of these things. There, nothing else is enough. 
Only Jesus, security, money, comfort, power, looks, nothing. It's never enough. Have any of your substitutes ever truly for the long haul been fulfilling? No, Jesus said, do not work for the food that spoils. It's junk food. What was Narnia and Narnia Edmund? What was the food he was eating? What was it called again? Uh, he kept eating. He couldn't get enough. What was it? Turkish delight. Yeah. Is it ever enough? No. It's never. Never. Would it be enough if maybe on whatever that tendency is, your Turkish delight, if you were third best in the whole world, you know, third best looking, third richest, third most powerful, well, then maybe. No. In fact, it may be the opposite the further you get along. The, uh, for the Tokyo Olympics in 1964, Kokichi, the famous Japanese marathon runner here before his countrymen in Tokyo, he's gonna be number one. And at the race, he, came, he was third before his countrymen. The shame of the, hey, number three, number three in the whole world. Was it enough? So sad. Oh, wish someone could have told him about Jesus. The food that doesn't pair. He took his own life sometime after that. Is that not so sad over a race? Tim Keller says, actually, the, maybe it's true, the further we go down the roads of our idols and we see the road, it doesn't go anywhere. It's empty. Maybe it's even more full of despair whatever your tendency is. No, Jesus is the only way. And here we see Zacchaeus. He's looking. He's, he's so lost. He's looking for something. But Jesus came into this world to seek and to save the lost. People like Zacchaeus, people like you and me, people like in Japan where hardly anyone has ever met a Christian. You know, really, really lost. Second largest unreached people group in the world. I've started these last years uh, whenever I'm in a train, airplane, taxi, when I can have an, an opportunity, just anyone I can ask, have you ever opened a Bible and read it in your life? And so far, you know, there's less than 1% of Christian in Japan. I am at zero on that question for, you know, scores of people. Have you ever been to a worship service in your life? The answer is zero so far, you know. No, 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 never. Maybe they've been to a wedding at a hotel or something that was Western wedding, you know, but never a worship service like this. So many places, friends, are so lost. Jesus came into the world to seek and to save the lost. So we want to think about him seeking and saving us first. We see verse 5 through 7, Jesus seeking and loving and saving this lost, empty Zacchaeus. Look at 19, verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Jesus seeks the lost. He's seeking sinful, selfish Zacchaeus. He's made a beeline for Zacchaeus, not the crowd. He's going after this evil, rob, you, know, the, you know the story, the tax collectors, if they're supposed to collect $1,000, they collect 2000 they were thieves. It meant evil person, the word tax collector. But he's seeking Zacchaeus. He's loving Zacchaeus, saving Zacchaeus. This is the heart 
of Jesus to seek and save the lost. Luke 15, leaving the 99 sheep, going after the one, the prodigal son story, the evil son who's like treating the father like he's dead, runs out to meet his son. This is, this is the gospel. It's, it's grace for, it's not. Zacchaeus, you clean your life up like every other religion in the world. You clean your life up and, and do that, you know, uh, what happened, what he does in verse eight. After you do that, then I'll come to your house. No, this is the gospel. Is the, it's indicative first. It's by faith alone. He, and Jesus just, he, he seeks him. He goes and, and he, he goes after Zacchaeus. He says, I'm going to your house today. And, and he calls Zacchaeus by name. Do you notice that? Zacchaeus, you come down. They still sing that song in America. Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. They sing that in America? We don't have it in Japan yet. Somebody needs to translate that simple little good song. Yes. That, what does that remind you of? That he calls Zacchaeus by name. You know, up in the tree. Reminds me of John 10, 3. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Particular atonement, not, not some cold Presbyterian reform doctrine that Jesus came and sought and found Zacchaeus. If you know Christ today, is it because you're smarter, better person, more moral, wiser? No, it's all his grace. He called you by name. Is that precious to you? Anyone here like me who gets used to these truths that Jesus sought me and called me by name, Easy to get used to, isn't it? Maybe my biggest sin, I have a lot. If you knew my heart, my sin, you wouldn't call me to be your preacher here today. But then we wouldn't have any preacher here today because we're all a mess who need this gospel. But he called us by name. Do you know the story of Jessica Buchanan? 2011, late 20s in her worker in Somalia, volunteer worker in Somalia. She was captured by Somalia land pirates. She was brutalized for, uh, for 92 days. They moved her every two days uh, so that another group wouldn't get her to get the $40 million ransom they were demanding to America, ransom for her. She, you know, they, the, these, she had no hope. She was dying as, from abuse. And her body was, was, was shutting down. Anybody think she can save herself? Constantly these evil guys are around her with their guns, you know. Can she save herself? Like you, like me, like Zacchaeus. No way to save herself. But she desperately needs saving and rescuing from the outside. But it seems impossible. And one night, she's really ready to give up. No hope. She's on her only possession to her name, her little camping mat, and it's pitch black, moonless night, which is a former recon marine, that makes sense to me, maybe you, and all of a sudden, chaos breaks loose in the camp, gunfire, and a few seconds later, and she thinks, it's one of those other groups coming to get me, I can't do this, oh no, oh God, I can't do this, not again with another bad, evil group uh, abusing me and everything, and she pins herself to her mat, because there's gunfire and she, she uh, suddenly is quiet and she feels a man's hands on her back and she's fighting against him just in panic and all of a sudden she hears, Jessica Buchanan, we're taking you home. 
in the middle of the Somalia desert. And she looks up. She didn't know it then. But it's a SEAL Team 6 guy. They had flown from America, parachuted in, uh, you know, miles away, came through the night to rescue her. Just her. She said later, you go to 60 Minutes and look this up, Jessica Buchanan. She tells her story uh, when she finally could. It took a couple years from her uh, post-traumatic uh, syndrome and everything of all that she went through. But she says, yeah, their rescue of me, their, you know, when they thought there was trouble, they took me to where guys carrying me. They took me to where the helicopter was going to rescue us. And, and when, uh, when it looked like maybe there was a problem, they got a perimeter around me. It was like, I was the, my rescue, saving me, was the most important thing in the world to these guys who I didn't even know. And three of them, because they, in case there were bad guys around, put their bodies over the top of mine to take a bullet for me. She said, but the thing that moved her the most, you know what it was? They called me by name. How about that? They called me by name. Then later she found out the president knew her name <laughs> and said, go rescue her. Is that a good rescue story? What do you think? Well, I made it up. No, it's not. That's true. Go look, 60 minutes. True story. My wife says, don't tell that story again. I was a recomer. I love it. That's a great story of rescue. Yes or no? Even all the kids are listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anybody know a better rescue story than that? The one we're here to talk about today, right? Yes or no? None of those SEAL Team 6 guys died that day. They came from our rescuer. Jesus came from heaven, took on flesh, died on the cross for our sin. He came to save enemies, Romans 5 tells us. What a better rescue story. The creator of heaven and earth knows your name. You say, well, how do I know? I'm one of the ones he's calling by name. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and you'll know you're his. Today, maybe, that's your day. The next day, how thankful do you think Jessica Buchanan is? The next day in Germany, U.S. military hospital, how many times do you, times do you think that next day she thinks about her rescue? The whole day, right? Every second she's awake. She's thinking about her rescue. The next month, a year later, 12 years, I wonder when her husband, re, re, I wonder if they had any fights for a while, you know, any arguments. You know, I bet none the first day or two or three, but then they probably started again like most, probably couples in this church never have arguments or fights like my wife and I are both pretty strong-willed, you know. But, uh, but yeah, the effect of remembering your rescue, but it can fade, can it? Are we moved by a rescue of Jesus? Or is it like Psalm 78, 42, they did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies. What's your response today? Jesus, rescue me. Maybe some of you have not said, Jesus, take me, rescue me. Jessica Buchanan, what do you think? Anybody, you kids, anybody think when that SEAL Team 6, Jessica Buchanan, we're taking you home. Anybody think said, hey, SEAL Team 6 guys, okay, I got this. <laughs> I can do it myself. Or do you think maybe she wanted to know a little more information? Uh, how did you get here? How did you find me in the middle of the Somalia desert? The, oh, the helicopters are coming. Okay. Uh, how, are the pilots qualified? Uh, do you know they can 
hey, these guys, look what they did. They found her in the Somalia desert. And they're pretty qualified. How about our rescue? Wow. Maybe some of you say, no, I'm not worthy. Remember, the indicative comes first. Zacchaeus wasn't worthy. You don't work your way up in Japan, everybody thinks, because they're such a kind of superficially moral society. Once I get better, I've got to get better before I can believe and be better. No! Actually, the more you hang around Christians and read the Bible, the more you'll see you're not worthy. You just let Jesus rescue. Anybody today, just let Jesus rescue you. We're saved by faith alone. He seeks us. He calls us by name. He takes our shame. Don't have time to go into that more. I wish we could. Verse 7 shows the love of Jesus. Jesus, when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Jesus, I think what moves Zacchaeus so much to, to, to see that response he gives in verse 8 of sacrificial giving and generosity is he sees everyone's criticizing Jesus. He takes the shame of Zacchaeus and goes with him to his house. We know so much more than Zacchaeus about Jesus taking our shame, taking our guilt on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for us. What love, forgiveness, grace. How could that not move me more? How could I get used to this? But I do. And I bet I have company of people who get used to it too. Maybe my biggest sin, getting used to the gospel, taking it for granted. So, his saving us, we spent a lot of time on that because we need to be moved by that. And now to think about our response to that, new in Christ, new like Zacchaeus, new in Christ, and let's think about your missions month that's starting. Is this gospel not wonderful <laughs> that we are called to proclaim to the world new in Jesus Christ? Zacchaeus is made new in Christ. We see his repentance of verse 8 is a result of the grace Jesus shows to him. There has to be a response. Today, what is my response to this love? What is your response to this love? His seeking me, saving me, rescuing me. I think there are two explicit examples in this text I want to talk about and think about your missions, month, and one implicit, powerful call to us. Explicit, the joy in verse 6 that comes to his house, in verse 8, the generosity. These two relate to missions. And the implicit is to go on mission with Jesus. Does this, the, the, couldn't we call verse 10 the mission statement of Jesus? The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Would you all repeat that after me in two phrases? I'll say it and you say it after me. For the Son of Man, Son of Man. came to seek and to save the lost. Now, there are others, 1 Timothy 1.15, Paul said, we, we know this Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. There are other ones that are good, but this, is it not a great mission statement of Jesus we have in the Bible? Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. For those who have been saved by him, does it make any sense at all? To say, well, Jesus, that's your mission statement, but, but not mine. No, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. We, this, this is the natural, the Shazar, in that Nanking jail, POW, in, in the prison, 
What's his response with no one even telling him this? What does he want to do? If I ever get out of here, I want to go to Japan, to the people that are brutalizing me, that I did hate. This is the, you know, Jessica Buchanan, you know, the, don't tell my wife I'm using this illustration too many times here, you know. But what is her response? She, man, I, they knew my name. I don't know their names. I want to write a book to say thank you for what they did for me. This is the response. Matthew 4, 19. Jesus says, follow me. Okay, you become his and I will make you fishers of men. This is, this is the way it works. Acts 1.8, it's not even a command, you know? When the Holy Spirit comes on us, Pentecost last week, right? What's gonna happen? Fruit of the Spirit, in Keller's song, you show, you know, the sanctification. Did it ever get to mission? Now, he's a missional person. That would be something, I wanna look at that song again, add a verse, because yes, all these things happen, but one of the results has to be mission. When the Holy Spirit comes and and we're baptized in the whole, what happens? Not a command like the Great Commission. It's a fruit. You will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and where to? The ends of the earth. PCA, Pastor Dad. My grandfather, PCA Pastor, wrote a hymn we sang, sent our PCA Trinity Hymnal, Spirit of the Living God, Fall Fresh on Me, wrote it in 1926. And I miss this ends of the earth. I went to seminary from this room, sent from here, and I had not thought for one second about the ends of the earth. We're going to come back to Maryland and start a, start a church. And uh, my world got rocked. <clears throat> the whole Bible for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And as we read the whole Bible, you're called to worship today. The, Reading from Psalm 67 is about, let the nations be glad. Laud him, all peoples. You said God calls us to worship. You should have said, sorry, pastor. You should have said one of them. He's calling the nations to worship. And so by implication, that's a missions verse too, that we worship, that we go do mission because there's not worship in life. Oh, you, me, no. No church in the history of the world. 70,000 people, suburb of Tokyo. Not lauding him, not extolling him. But often we're not thinking about mission and to the ends of the earth. That's why you're having a missions conference. Yeah, uh, my dad and my grandfather, they loved, I saw them, that my dad would witness to, to people under the hood of the car and share the gospel, take uh, drug addicts, people struggling, all kinds of, all, kids that had no parents in our home, always loved, but I don't remember hearing the nations, the ends of the earth, places where there's hardly anything, hardly anything compared to here where we are. 2 Corinthians 5, you know, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation, old things are passed away, new things have come. Yeah, we all know that verse. But I had missed its context is the whole world. The context is mission. I'm new to be on mission. Everybody agree? How do we, what's the first rule of interpreting scripture? Let scripture 
interpret scripture. Newness in Christ, when I, that verse, you know, I memorized it as a kid, like you kids here, probably memorize that one. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away, new things have come. New to do what? Well, I want to be holy, I want to grow, I want to be sexually pure in college. I was, you know, that verse, Lord, help me. I want to, you know, read your word. I want to know you. All of those things, that song we sang, talked about. But what's the context, everyone? Verse 18 and 19. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us what? The ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. And verse 22, but it's not here. I didn't make a slide. How does verse 20 say, confirm the newness of verse 17? Other things too, of course. But missional, being on mission with Jesus is part of it. Well, how does verse 20 say that? It's one you know. What does he call us? We are ambassadors for Christ. Yes. Am I not? Is this not true? Everyone, you agree? Yes, no, my... Yes, he calls us to be on mission. Look at this now. He, you know, there's a whole lost world out there. Uh, Son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Here's, I love this Japan picture. Man, masses of people, think probably none that have ever met a Christian, opened a Bible, or been to a worship service. Okay? Paul, this is one of the verses in seminary that grabbed me. Where Paul said, I made it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already named, but to those who had no news of him. It's a long verse. I, uh, I sum, I, it's quoted there, what's not in. No news of him, NASB, quoting Isaiah. No news of him. Places in the world with no news of him. I'm going to ask you something. How many of you here in this room, as adults, came to Christ and were baptized in this church, City of Hope Church. I want you to raise your hand. Came to Christ and baptized as adults, not covenant children, in this church. Raise your hand. Anybody? Okay. Praise the Lord. Now, if you did that, I want to ask you, what does this tell us about this theme of lostness? How many do you think in Japan, in our church, if you ask that question? What do you think? You think one or two or three? Almost everybody. What does that tell us? With, and all of us here in America think, oh, America is so lost. And, and it is. We, man, we need a missional heart for our city. But we got to realize there are so many places with no news of him. Okay, is that okay for me to ask that question today? Everybody get the point? That, that, that it helps inform us about the lostness of the world. Next one, please. Next slide. So this... Can you see that in the back? Sorry, make a little, little lecture slide. Can you see that from the back or not? Can? So look at, I put USA on there. This is just Asia as you think about your missions, Ma. Look how lost. The, but there's progress. Praise the Lord for this was so different. You we ought to be thankful to God and yet, but go to the next slide. The really lost countries of Asia. Look at that. And look at Japan, our country, you know, my country, actually declining 
in the number of Christians. Praise the Lord, where there's church planning, gospel-centeredness, good partnership, we see growth, 5% or more. But uh, yeah, but Japan, second largest unreached people group in the world, the Bengali people, second, first largest unreached people group in the world, and really, really hard, hard place. Uh, yeah, the world's largest unreached people group, but the, the Miso people, in India, came over the mountain, reached the Balm people, the tribe of 10,000. The Balm people converted, came to Christ. They started reaching the Chokma people, and now reaching the Muslim-majority Bengali people. This is, this is what we do, right? Yes, God calls the whole body of Christ to be a part. So let's make some application. Go on to the next slide, please. Okay, just a few ap points of application. I only get, uh, he told me up to 40 minutes and I'm three minutes away from that, I see. But I'm gonna go five more with a uh, application of that. I came a long way to uh, bring this message. So, uh, modeling, parents modeling for our kids. When my wife and I sat through that three-day mission conference, Genesis to Revelation, every tongue and tribe, we looked at how, how did we miss this? We're seminary students. We teach our kids the catechism. You know, how did we miss this? And one of our applications that day was not to go to Japan <laughs> at all, but it was, okay, how we give our money and how we raise our kids to be world Christians needs to be different. We've got to, if God cares about this this much, we've got to care about this. So modeling a missional heart. I praise the Lord. My dad modeled a missional heart. I think he missed to the nations. <clears throat> Another thing, that all of us, all of our gifts are different and how many, any former military people or current like I am? Okay, one, anybody else, two, okay. How, did, did it just take 10 to 20 SEAL Team 6 guys to rescue, rescue Jessica Buchanan? How many people did it take to rescue her? A lot, hundreds or more than a thousand, you know, the, the people who are manning the satellites, who are tracking where that group are moving her, the, the, the mechanics for the airplanes, the the helicopter pilots, you know, on and on and on. Friends, this is the same with world missions. God doesn't call all of us to go, but, but he calls all of us to be a part of reaching the nation. The nation's coming to our doorstep. We need to do that. But not only the nation's coming to our doorstep, they have access now. You know, when I was in seminary there, in the beginning, God began to work in our heart. They, in a prayer meeting, they gave me a little prayer card for Afghanistan. 17 known Christians in Afghanistan. I looked at that card, and I just remember being so moved. What am I going to do? 17 known indigenous Christians in the whole country, and I'm going back to Maryland to start a church, and some of us need to do that. But some of us need to, you know. Well, today, my son in Nashville, my daughter in Charlotte, and one other of my kids are connected to Afghans who flew out of Kabul <laughs> and are here in America now, you know. But they have access. We still got to care for those places in the world for all these laws that don't have access. God calls the whole body of Christ to be a part of this. Generosity is in our text here. You know, Zacchaeus becomes generous. This is one of the fruit of becoming new. Yes, the, the, the tithe and the tithe plus to, to, give, of our, to give of our funds. To help, there, there's so many missionaries waiting to go 
And the only thing that's keeping her from going is something little that the richest country in the world can solve easily. Money to, to give to go. And indigenous pastors around the world, church planners. You know, we see Zacchaeus' response. He will give half to the poor. It's a fruit of the gospel. We sang today, tribute haste to bring. I wrote it down in one of the songs. Yes, did you just sing that? This is one of the things we do during this mission month. Maybe you would think, I was talking to one of my wealthy um, kids or son-in-law. I won't say which one this past week. I have nine, you know, eight of them are married. And we're talking about that, giving. You're really doing well. The, the graduated tithe idea. To, is God keeps blessing fi financially to, to give more for the sake of the kingdom. I remember in our living room, a young girl, Carol, was discipling Kimiko. She was in her 20s. And one day I wanted my kids to be more thankful for all of our supporters who sent us to Japan. We have many friends now 36 years, 35 in Japan a year back in the States now, who have never missed a month giving, you know, to send us to Japan. Never missed a month. You know, really a privilege to be a missionary and to have so many partners. And my kids were just not so thankful. And this was a long time ago. So I brought the printout of our donors to family devotions. Anybody remember, who's old enough to remember the old printouts that were green and white with, with holes down the side? Anybody old enough to remember those? You guys are way younger than I am. Okay. Well, you're too young to, you're too younger than I thought no one here would. Uh, and so I was reading through this, our 24 churches and 60 supporters, and, and they're giving. I wanted my kids to be moving there. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, we're thankful, Dad. Yeah, whatever. And family devotions. But Kimiko comes over. She says, Dan-san, kudasai. Can I see that? She said, you mean if all of these people in these churches that you just read the whole list, if they hadn't given, you and Carol and the kids couldn't have come to Oyumino and led me to Christ and started our church? And I wanted to say, yeah, I didn't say this, but I was say, what do you think, Kimiko, there's some big bank that funds all this? <laughs> Yes, friends, yes. That's why we're able. So some of us are part of those senders for that SEAL Team 6, so to speak. Going, you know, I, I need to end, but boy, I just, we have a 73-year-old couple on our team, been with us five years. He made the mistake. Now, blessing of reading John Piper's book, Don't Waste Your Life. All ready to retire and going to move to the Bahamas to surf. He read that book, and he and his wife came to Japan, joined our team. Anybody think they're sad? They are so happy serving Jesus, helping hospitality, English Bible studies, being grandma and grandpa to the missionary kids and Japanese kids, a mature Christian couple. Friends, there's so many things like this. You mentioned the Lowthers. Their name is Lowther, not Lowther. Known Abby since she's seven years old. And uh, she came when she was 17 to be on our team for years. Sending, we've had more than 60 kids come to be gap year kids on our teams. More than 60. Abby was one of them. You know, and then she dragged Roger back after college. They got married and came to be missionaries. Give of your sons and daughters to spread the message glorious. I had more, but I want to end. I'll end with this story. I told you that a young lady was part of Commander Fuchita's rescue. I want to hear that? Do I have time? Can I finish how that happened? Her name was Peggy Cavill. She grew up as a missionary kid in Japan. Her parents were missionaries in Yokohama. Peggy knew Japanese well from growing up there. 
But when the war drums were beating in 1939, her family, Americans, they had to flee to the Philippines. And she, they fled to the Philippines. She went on to college back in America, like our nine kids came back to college in America. After Pearl Harbor, the Japan quickly invaded the Philippines. They started finding Americans to kill them. Her parents fled to the mountains. The Japanese soldiers found her parents in the mountains and killed her mom and dad. And Peggy gets the news in America. Her mom and dad have been killed by soldiers from the country that she had loved growing up. As the war goes on, she hears a cry from State Department or somebody that says, out on the West Coast, we need people who speak Japanese to serve the Japanese soldiers who were wounded in our hospitals, the prisoners of war in our hospital. We need people, we don't have people that speak Japanese. We have all these wounded Japanese soldiers who will come serve them by being interpreters. Guess who volunteered? Peggy, she gets on a train, goes across the country to serve and make Japanese food and tell and, you know, interpret and love on these soldiers from the army that had killed her parents. Is this not counterintuitive? No, it's gospel intuitive, isn't it? And she, lover of Jesus, changed by the gospel, went on mission to do it. And guess who one of the soldiers were? Was Commander Cheetah's mechanic. And so after the war, he's repatriated, and he meets up with his former commander, and, you know, and telling his story, and this young girl, <laughs> that we killed her parents, and she loved us. What a story. True story. The book, Wounded Tiger, read it. And Commander Pachita comes to faith, reads that track about Jake DeShazer. The whole story, God, what's your story? God weaving your story together. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Everybody agree? He calls us to go on mission with him. May the Lord bless your mission conference this month. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you came on mission for us. May today each of us say, not I got this, Jesus, but may each, every covenant child that's here Maybe today, say, Daddy, I do believe. I want Jesus to rescue me. Rescue us, Jesus. And Lord, put us on mission with you for the sake of Howard County, for the sake of this lost world. In Jesus' name, amen.